clock has struck 3 a.m. The witching hour has begun. Are you ready to be initiated into the Black Magic Coven? Join your sisters, Andrea, Kaylee, Liz, Marissa, as we meet to discuss the macabre, creepy, and sinister. We call upon the Four Corners to invite the Black-Eyed Children to come out and play. This particular topic is one of my favorite urban legend slash creepypastas. Is it something that you guys are familiar with? Uh, I mean, like, I, I don't think I was ever really familiar with the specific, like, the black-eyed children. Um, like, I didn't know it was a specific thing, but I've definitely seen, like, this creature or whatever you would call it in pop culture. Like, I, so I... I guess I just didn't know it was like a specific name, if that makes sense. But I've seen like kit, like pale kids with the blacked over eyes, like that concept I've seen in pop culture before. So I feel like I've seen it, but I didn't ever like research into it and kind of like the origin and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm pretty familiar with it. I feel like the first time I heard anything about it was on like the no sleep subreddit. Somebody had written a story mm -hmm. based on the black eyed children. So I kind of, was curious about what that stemmed from so i looked into it i think it's super eerie and interesting yeah same i mean i like how its origins are you know date all the way back to um like texas i didn't realize that initially but even being a texan i didn't grow up with this kind of folklore so i thought that was really interesting that it was local in a sense but i had never heard about it um so it was pretty fun to dive into yeah, I feel it's kind of bled into, yeah, like tons of pop culture and it's been used in a lot of different medium, but I feel like it is a thing that a lot of people didn't don't know like specific origins and there are several origin stories um, that we'll get into a little bit, but most of the encounters with the black eyed children, um, they're always humanoid, just children between like six and 16. Um, they're always super pale and they have like not just like jet black eyes, but like it's almost like a void, like they don't even have any eyes. Um, and typically the clothes they're wearing are like out of date or out of season. So like they'll show up at your house at midnight in the middle of a snowstorm and like a sundress. Um, and so that's your number one clue to not answer the door. Yeah. I <laughs> but, honestly avoid answering my door at any point in time anyway. So yeah, it's like, oh, you want to use my phone? Okay, I'll call the police for you and you can like get some help from them yeah. but you're not coming in my house no. <laughs> this is also very texas just in the sense of not really knowing how to dress for the weather because one day <laughs> it will be super hot and the right. next day it'll be storming and then we'll have you know snow for about 24 to 48 hours so i mean that part of it doesn't necessarily put me off so much i'd be like oh yeah i mean you know it's texas but the black <laughs> eyes and the pale skin that's yeah. a creepy factor and just children in general can be creepy too though to well extent. and it seems like they show up like at odd times or in places where they shouldn't be um people report like having them come up to their car and knock or knock on their front door um and they're they usually they, they want to request for to use your phone or they want you to let them into wherever you are so like into your car into your house 
Um, and all the people report like an overwhelming fear of dread and like an irrational scaredness. Because most people, when you see some little kids, like it's not like getting creeped out, you know, if you're like walking in a parking lot. I mean, and, like, I don't know if kids, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, that was one of the other common themes through these stories um, is despite the irrational fear, people will notice themselves doing things that like, like reaching for the door handle and then they're like, what are you doing? Don't open that door. Uh, and like kind of losing control a little bit while they're in this state. Um, and it typically is after they make eye contact with them. Mm. So don't open the door and don't look in their eyes. But how do so you know if they're black eyed the children? Just assume. Okay. Something about yeah. the void of their eyes is like taking over your like ability to stop. I right. Even though you know like in your brain this is bad. So I feel like that's yeah, very yeah, creepy. Yeah. Um, there's been like tabloid coverage of claims saying that this has gone back to the uh, like 80s, but the main story that started the legend happened in 1996. Um, and I think the thing, this was like the Reddit one. This guy was not a like spooky story person. He wasn't a ghost hunter. He's like not into this stuff at all. <coughs> um, but he was a staff writer for the Abilene Reporter News. And he was like going to um, pay a bill, which I think is so great because it is so 1996. Right. <laughs> like, Dude, I um, did that so in college. Like I used to go pay bills and drop right. them off. So honestly, I'd be like, so bad at paying bills if I had to go somewhere in prison. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I, well, like, I still have to do that right now for my freaking car payment. Oh, really? It's not. It's not with my bank, so I either have to mail it or drop it off. And I'm like too much of a butthead to like buy stamps <laughs> to mail my freaking bill I mean, every month. So I just go to the yeah, small town fun. Texas and hey, you know what? I'm like two months away from pulling it. Definitely dropped off my bills, but this this very much is still 1996 <laughs> and didn't have like cell phones or internet or anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like 9:30 at night, and he's getting ready to get his internet shut off so he's filling out a check <laughs> in, in, in the shopping center parking lot um and these two kids come knock on his car window and he had the same like that sense of dread um the boys were claiming they wanted to go see a movie but that they forgot their money and needed to ride home no so he's instantly like I think like the journalistic tendencies in him too, he's noticing things like the movie had already started cause it was nine 30 at night and it was like a dollar show or dollar theater. Uh -huh. And so like it had already started. Um, and then they're getting like super agitated um, that they mm -hmm. just want to go to their house and they, they repeat, they're just kids. Like they we're just two little boys. So like, come on, let us in. Um, they specifically mentioned that they can't get into the car until you let us in. Oh, like vampires. Which, yeah, so there's been a lot of, like, connection there with people thinking they might be, like, some sort of vampire. Um, but there are reports of these things during daylight, too, so... Sure. Kind of, like, a little bit of the lore. Maybe they're, like, children of vampires. I was literally gonna say that. Or, or they like, hours or something. You know, they're, daywalkers. they're, like, evolutionary vampires, you know? Over time, they've changed what they need to do. Did it ever say what movie that they were wanting to see? It was actually Mortal Kombat, which I think is great because it's very <laughs> timely now. Yeah. 
<laughs> because Independence Day in 1996 was apparently the top grossing movie of the year. But I, but I know like 1996 was a pretty good movie year. So if they were like, oh, we want to see Space Jam, sir, you know, I feel like talking about like okay i guess if you want to see mortal kombat that makes it all right or like escape from la or from dust till dawn i don't know that mortal kombat movie isn't good so <laughs> no, um but it was also this is like a one of those rerun cheap theaters so they usually didn't have as many mm-hmm. like like the movie had been out for six or eight months and yeah i missed the dollar theater that was that was i know time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome i saw i think the last one i re- like specifically remember was i saw rock a doodle or whatever that have you seen that movie the like cartoon? yes no yeah. i don't think i have it's like me yeah, out so- as a kid like, yeah i remember seeing kid. that in the dollar theater <laughs> i think it was Anyways. the evil owl <laughs> preacher who freaked me out Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I just I remember like the box art or the, like there was like a rooster on the front if I yeah, remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, but, like I, a yeah. Elvis rooster basically. It was yeah. like a rockabilly little. Yeah. Yeah. No, I that was a that's a cute movie. I think it's actually on Netflix right now. <laughs> nice. Um, so he's having the experience where he doesn't you like very uncomfortable doesn't want to open the door but like as he's looking at the kids he's noticing his hand is like going towards the door handle um and so you know he's like instantly like jerks his arm back and you know they're they're getting more and more like angry and aggressive um that they won't hurt him and you have to let us in um after they mention that they don't have a gun which is a weird thing to say um he puts his car in reverse and drives off that was a smart move yeah yeah so nothing after a couple years i want to say it was like two years later is when he put it on a thread because it was like messing with him um and then someone else like came forward with a very similar story um this guy was an online friend of his and they went through the interaction um in the same year and if like people want to look it up it's available online all over the place to read the exact transcripts but to this day this guy like sticks to his story um seems like he didn't want a lot of notoriety from it It, he was just putting it out there to see if other people had had similar experiences um because i mean he could have cashed in on this thing and done like book deals and movies and all kinds of stuff but it just it it seems very genuine Um, yeah very strange uh it kind of took over in 2013 on like an msn web series weekly strange came up and that's when i feel like more stories started coming out but then at that point you roll your eyes a little bit and like okay now everybody's heard it so this is where it's coming from Mm -hmm. so uh, kind of adjacent to this there's another place in england called canic chase um where they have a lot of strange incidences happening but one of their big ones is also black-eyed children and these go back like way farther um there were some murders there and so some people equate the sightings to actually ghost children instead of what we're you know people here are seeing as the black-eyed children um but this place um they call it the chase they have all kinds of fun stuff good vacation spot like werewolves big cats ufos bigfoot Um, But then in 2014, the Daily Star, you know, like super reputable 
publication, um, ran a front page series about sightings that were on the rise. And there is an author that um, has written a couple books and one of them was specifically just stories that he investigated from people seeing these um, named Lee Brickley. And it all kind of started with an aunt of his who had told him a story when he was a kid that mirrored the incidences that were coming in, you know, most recently. But her and her friends would go out in the woods, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna laugh when I say this because I think it would be fun, um, but they put masks on and frightened couples who were like making out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> like, they never hurt anybody. It was right, just they just a, wanted to scare yeah, them. Yeah, apparently that, that was like a hookup spot and they would dress up and scare people. Um, and on one of those outings, a little girl came up to her, like six or eight years old, screaming for help, but stayed far enough away. Like she seemed like she was like wanting her to follow her almost. Um, and she would like look in her eyes and then run off. Um, and after this, you know, she got into some trees and she lost her. But then years later, they were talking, you know, and it all kind of came up where like people are saying, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of people see kids in these woods and it seems to be the same instead of wanting to get into your house like they see you in the woods and want you to follow them ew i don't like that which it you know if you see a kid lost in the woods in the daytime your inclination is probably going to be like oh they're separated from their people i need to go help them Mm-hmm. No, no. I feel like I'd call the police before I decided to yeah. run into a wood, the woods. Absolutely. But I, mean, I feel like that's. I feel like I would call the police, and then I would also try to go stop the kid. I mean, yeah, I, honestly, I think that most people, most people probably are going to care enough about a child. Like that's the that's thing. That's true. The, yeah. That's the edge that they have is that if they are monsters that look like children. Like, nothing is more vulnerable to most people than, like, a child. And so that's where they get you. Because it's like, a, like how yeah. are you going to be that much of a, you know, cold person? That that's true. Like, like, that's very true. Help a kid, you know? Yeah. Against better judgment. And, like, this looks like a super secluded area. So I'm not even sure what kind of cell signal you're going to get. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty out there. But... Um, there's he connected this to a tribe um, of the Celtic Cornovi. I don't I don't know if I'm saying that right. They were also known as the People of the Horn from a 50 AD that carried out satanic rituals and human sacrifices in this area. And even though it was so long ago, they still say it's common to see groups of hooded individuals chanting and drawing pentagrams. Um, according to Brickley, their doctrine had a rule to not harm little children. However, in the article, they said they would conjure demons, and one of their favorite preferences, if you have a preference for demon conjuring, were child demons, mm-hmm. which uh, black-eyed children sound very much like some sort of demonic entity with the black eyes and everything. So um, so it's, it sounds like this was going on over there, but the interesting thing to me was like, hardly any of the stuff from England came out until after it had already kind of gotten famous over here from the Abilene, Texas article. Sure. It's like, if this has really been going on since 5080, there should be something more before that timeline. Um, but he did discover nine different reports in two years from like what he considered credible witnesses. There were a lot more reports than that, but he tried to rule out um, people that had a history of making up stories or ones that just didn't add up 
if you know he could prove like some of these people were saying they were there and it was obvious that they actually never visited the area um, mm -hmm. so he he did it seemed like try to weed this out but I actually got the book off of Hoopla which is like um, if you have a library card you can read free books mm -hmm. and uh, it, it was interesting because it's not like a traditional like a fiction book it's just these people's stories interesting like people's stories about their experiences their experiences yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. so it was kind of cool um but uh you know the the main difference i think between these sightings around the world and specifically those in canic chase those are consistently in the daytime um, i don't think there was a single one that happened at night with the children in those woods so one of my favorite stories that came out a little bit later um, was from a couple in 2015 in Vermont. And this is one of the rare stories where the people actually answer the door and told the story after, um, whereas most people have reported not because they're smarter than this couple. I shouldn't say that, that's mean. <laughs> so it's around 2 a.m. They hear a knock on the door. The wife goes up because it's been snowing and it's Vermont and apparently they live on this super windy road so she's instantly concerned that like maybe somebody wrecked and they need help or a car broke down or something like that so she gets to the door and there's two children a boy and a girl around maybe eight but obviously not dressed for winter sure. so the kids are asking to use the phone to call their parents so they say may we come in Instantly, and we should always listen to our animals. Like one of her mm -hmm. cats mm -hmm. freaks out and like runs under the dining room table and is like growling and just acting very non like this cat normally does. But the lady's like, this is kids. They have no coats, like come on in. So she leaves them. I guess there's like a hallway walking in where there's like a phone mm -hmm. and then she's gonna go make them some hot chocolate cause it's freezing outside. So then they ask her, can they use the restroom? That's when she noticed their eyes. So she directs them to the bathroom and then immediately goes in to see what her husband is doing in the living room and like ask if he saw their eyes. So at this point, he was like looking down. He brings his head up and he moves his hand away from his face and he has a bloody nose. And he's like trying to get this nosebleed under control. At the same time, the power goes out. No, don't like that. <laughs> so the wife's like, um, go see what these kids are doing because they're supposed to be in the bathroom. When she walks back out into the hall, they're standing there. Ah. They announce our parents are here. And then they walk out the front door, leaving it open. When she sees two men at the end of the driveway. Um, now, this has been another thing that has been in several people's accountings of the black eyed children is that typically they're men in like suits with like fedoras like old tiny clothes and they're driving an old-fashioned car weird and i don't know if any of you guys watched the show fringe yeah no, i didn't very very much reminds me of the observers okay in fringe like how they look mm -hmm. um but so these two men are at the end of the driveway the wife's trying to like wave at them they completely ignore her and then they drive away the power comes back on so we're like okay that was weird but then it gets really sad and apparently this part of it, I couldn't find like, like I'm not gonna go look for this couple's medical records, but it has been verified um, that throughout the next like few weeks, cats go missing, one of them dies, 
And then the husband keeps getting nosebleeds and is diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. One of, the, typically... one of the cats dies. Yeah, one of the cats okay. they found dead. The other three just disappeared. So we're no, assuming they also yeah. dead, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the skin cancer he got is basically only in people who regularly use tanning beds. And this man's like never done that in his entire life. It's so weird. Yeah, and eventually the wife also gets sick. Um, and apparently they're still dealing with ailments that don't fit any anything like what they shouldn't have illnesses they have so um, these children carry some sort of uv rays like or radiation or yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i thought that this story was a little spookier because it is one that they did let them in mm -hmm. um this one has been repurposed for several media uses and like short film and creepy pastas and all that kind of stuff um, just because I think it, it is scarier that they came inside um, but also like the after effects were really spooky um, and then the only proof well it's not proof but the only video I found of these children was an Instagram um, and the user's name is Beastly Pumpkin and there's like mm -hmm. a guy in his motorcycle and this like little girl in like a nightgown is in the middle of the road and then all of a sudden she's gone and it it could be photoshopped it could be a ghost but it very much like fits some of the stories where people were saying like they ran into them in an alley and then just di disappeared mm -hmm. um but definitely creepy but other than that there really aren't any like found footage or photos of these black-eyed children i don't yeah the whole thing just freaks me out so what do you guys think are they real are they aliens demons vampires secret government experiment secret government. i feel like aliens <laughs> seems po possible it's a smart way to infiltrate because you can like just like body snatch a kid and then just be like hey like, yeah or i mean or they yeah because if you observed the human like the natural human behavior you would notice that like children are the ones that people take care of and trust right and so you would be like okay well if i'm gonna be anything then that would be the thing to be because like people would trust me and they wouldn't think that i was doing anything wrong and that i was just needing help as a poor weak child i wouldn't so. i don't trust <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. i mean i've worked with some gnarly crazy kids before in a treatment center setting and I know that kids can be evil. I mean, I would definitely depending on the situation look at the context but I mean, I do kind of wonder about the eyes in terms of like a health condition or even having your pupils heavily dilated, you know? Um... <clears throat> I don't know. It's interesting, though, because it's a story that originated in Texas, and I have never heard of this. Granted, mm -hmm. I'm from Dallas, not Abilene, but still, I feel like it would have been, like, more prevalent. Maybe it's more prevalent in, like, the outskirts. Um, or the, the rural areas. Area. Yeah, like, more rural. Yeah. But yeah, I'm geographically dumb. How far is Abilene from you? Um, well... I'm in Austin right now, so let me see. From Austin to Abilene, it's, let's see. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like Northwest, so about three and a half hours. And it's okay. 
about that from Dallas too. It's kind of equidistant, but just in a different direction, but it's definitely more out west towards like Midland and Odessa. Um, Man, and this guy's a journalist. How cool would that be if you worked together? <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, hey, tell me about the black eyed kids. And yeah. Be like, no. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I don't know. That's one thing that I just like would not go hunting for, though. Like, let's go find some creepy children. That sounds like. So <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a no for me for sure. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I like the alien theory, too, because they definitely don't seem to have full human vote like English vocabularies like they say the same mm. phrases mm. and it's like they're mimicking behavior um, yeah, yeah exactly yeah so very polite well there was um, something that traced this back a little bit um, there was a book called your haunted lives the black-eyed kids and according to this they um, there was a legend that the children might be something called Otcon from ancient Iroquois and they believed in a dark power that could take over children um, and an evil one who would mate with human females to produce black-eyed children, chalky skin, or sorry, black-eyed chalky skinned children. Um, and then these children were killed soon after birth and burned to stop them from resurrecting. Um, the children wandering alone in the woods would also be taken over by Otcon and would reemerge with black eyes and pale skin and act nervous, repeating themselves over and over. Um, so I thought this was super interesting too, that like that's that's the oldest legend that matches like the behavior and the stories that came out. That's interesting. I've never heard of those. So Snopes officially lists this phenomenon as a legend. <laughs> um, and I think the moral of this episode is uh, fuck them kids. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> yeah, <coughs> that's it. So lots of pop culture with this one. Um, some of them are like right, like on the nose. Some are a little more like I took some liberties with. Um, but one that kept coming up that I, I really like from the X-Files is the black oil episodes uh, where they have like the black oil coming out of their eyes and it was a virus that like would take control of their bodies. So like if it was like the alien theory where they're being controlled and that's why their eyes are black. Mm -hmm that kind of like fit with that. Um, there's a documentary film in 2015, The Black Eyed Children Let Me In. Um, that one I have not seen. And I don't know if you guys are a fan of Hulu's Into the Dark series. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I have. I've watched okay, so a good number of them. It gave us Puka, which everybody should go watch. Yes, Puka's great. Puka um, but they is questionable. Yes, this this one um, is called They Come Knocking, and <laughs> I like it because I liked one of the main actors in it, but it's not like the best thing ever made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but definitely recommend checking that series out. Yeah, I think uh, it's very hit and miss, but like, I think uh, even on the misses, I think there's interesting things happening and it's like, hey, these are new horror, like people that are new to horror. So Culture Shock was directed by a woman named Gigi Saul Guerrera. Um, yes. And, uh, like, I mean, I think that's She's a female director in horror, which is awesome. We always root for that. And that one's another really good one in the Into the Dark. I think that's one of the better ones for sure. But um, I think it's cool that, like, these younger directors are getting uh, an opportunity to put their work out there and, like, getting somewhat of a budget. Mm -hmm. Um 
So, I mean, obviously they're not getting all the money, um, but I think that they're doing a lot with the money they have, and I think that's really cool. So, I yeah, I'm all for it. Well, and I don't know if it's the most high-profile thing, but I am all, like, I love any time there's, like, a mainstream horror or anything um, that gets people maybe watching the genre that don't normally. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite forms of media from this is um, actually available to watch on Alter, which um, is like a place you can go online and watch like feature movies, series, short films, um, but mostly horror-centered indie stuff, um, and it's called The Black-Eyed Child, and it was written and directed by Tony Morales. Um, that one was really, really good. And then there was another one that hit the film circuit, or like um, the festival circuit a few years ago, but I couldn't find a current streaming place for it, but it's called Don't Let Them In by David Lawrence. And I'm really hoping that it comes out because it kind of mimics the Vermont story where uh-huh. there's like an, an author and his wife and they let the, they open the door and everything, you know. I, I, yeah, I watched that yeah. short. It was pretty good. I mean, like it was, a very simple concept but it was just like yeah a woman and and the author and they open the door and, yeah um the kids come in and then like crazy things start happening you know wild, yes. wacky stuff all, all um, hell breaks loose yeah so i mean it was pretty good though i i mean i always love a horror short so i i pretty much give them a lot of breaks but yeah um, me too like the acting was questionable but like you know that's okay in a horror short i'm okay with right. it but yeah, he was writing, like, he experiences it, and then he writes a book based on it. Or no, he was already writing the book. And then yeah, and, and the ignoring house. his That's wife. And, yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty, it was good. Yeah, I liked how they played, like, it, for a short, you got, like, how bad of shape the marriage was in. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, <laughs> And then so you're focusing on that and then the other stuff starts happening. So they, they did a lot with their time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other um, things that I liked is a series on YouTube called Snarled. Um, and uh, they did a really good breakdown of the Black Eyed Children. So if people are interested in that, um, that's really good. And then literature, there's so much. And most of it is free if you have like Amazon Unlimited or... Um, hoopla because they're really bad but my favorite is the black-eyed children of canic chase by lee brickley which is where the one where he just like chronicles the stories from over in england um but then now i'm hooked on this guy because i just downloaded another one of his books that is called ufos werewolves and the pig man interesting <laughs> you guys i'm so excited but that sounds uh, like a lot of things yes um, but his Black Eyed Kids book was good. So if you dig stories about this, that's what that is. Um, and then my f- absolute favorite thing about this is by Aftershock Comics. And even if you're not a comic person, like you're not into capes and tights, check this out. It's so good. Um, right now, I believe they're up to three volumes. And I'm not sure if they're ongoing because I'm behind. But I, it, the art is great. The story is good. Um, and it's creepy like you know for comics like you're sometimes reading i think is scarier because it's all in your head yeah Yeah, i agree with that for sure so it's just called aftershock comics well aftershock is the publisher it's the black 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 eyed kids is the name of the book okay okay 
I haven't heard of that one, so I might look it up. Yeah, and honestly, like there's so many good horror uh, comics. I feel like coming out. There's yeah. And it, that's awesome. I think that's a cool part of the comics community because I mean, yeah, I think people like definitely what you were saying, Andrea. People are like, oh, I don't like superhero stuff, but it's like comics are so much. There's more than so that, many so. more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And aftershock is pumping out like amazing things. Um, so much good stuff there, but this one especially is like how I kind of got introed into like learning about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm happy to see them growing. Oh, I think I have seen this before. It's B. It's like it looks like it's B-E-K. called B-E-K because the uh-huh. letters are giant B E K. Yeah, I've totally seen this at the shop before. Yeah, it'd be great. Like they're like a horror black eyed peas, like, but it's little kids. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of the songs that possibly come out of. It looks like it might only be a three volume series total because it stopped in March of 2018. Wait, so, I see on their website. Happen. I see. Is it like three books? Yeah, yeah I like, have three like, volumes. Like, yeah, true. Yeah. So. I started buying the uh, single uh, pay- or trades, or, and I was like, yeah, this is too much. So I just waited till like the yeah. full volumes come out yeah. and get them. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It looks cool. Yes. Um, and then I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube um, and found a Swedish heavy metal band called Astral Doors, and they have a song mm-hmm. called Black Eyed Children. Amazing. And then I spent an hour dancing around my living room to uh, Swedish metal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's not bad at all. They were it was very interesting. Were, was there any evidence that they had had those kinds of encounters in Sweden? Do you know? I didn't find anything from Sweden. Most of it was um, the U.S. Yeah. and then over in Canic Chase in the U.K. Mm. Um, but I didn't really see anything else from like around the world. The um, legend travels far. Yeah, but they have like this particular band has like made songs about like George W. Bush and like the U.S. clergy <laughs> sex abuse scandal. Yeah, um, what a fun, and, like, what so a fun thing to sing about. Yeah, they're like hip to U.S. happenings. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, um, I think that we know what Marissa would do if a kid showed up to her door and asked yeah. for help. Um, I'm very reluctant. About- I would ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be the one that gets suckered into this, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't turn away to kid. Well, but- I mean, my dog would probably. My dog is so. Oh yeah, that's true. My dog would definitely bark at. Yeah, me. like that's another thing too. Is that if I have if someone comes knocking at my door, that's not expected then I'm and I don't know you like that's not gonna happen so yeah I'm the same way Marissa I just like not into opening my door to strangers Mm -hmm. if I I think if I saw a kid I don't know it depends on the situation and the time of day I don't think I would have invite I don't think I would invite them in is I think I'd call like the like I'd talk to them through the door and then call like authorities I might walk outside and sit with them and try to call the police or something but like I I, because I think that's weird to be like kid come into my house anyway yeah I agree (laughs) no see I have one of those fancy doorbells so I don't answer my door I'm just gonna be like hey what do you want I can see you on my camera I need to get one of those I told you guys my fear I'm afraid I'm gonna see something on there I don't want to (laughs) see but at least it's outside (laughs) yeah but what what if it's something horrifying? 
Oh my, what if you see it on your phone, like while you're looking out your camera and then you turn and it's in your bedroom? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to live the horror movie? You're like, oh. yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to I'm wake gonna... up to a notification at 3 a.m. to some dude licking my doorbell or something, oh, you know? God. Well, but that's kind of like, yeah, no, that, that's not supernatural. Of... That's just creepy. Yeah, I don't yeah. want any kind of creepy. I don't want supernatural. I, I think that's the more dudes. likely situation. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like somebody posted online this woman that literally was at their ring doorbell and she was just ringing their. She was clearly like intoxicated or something was going on. And she was like yelling at them because she thought they were playing music, but it was like somebody else playing music, not them. Anyways, she like literally stood at their door for 45 minutes ringing their doorbell and screaming at them. Why didn't they call the police? They did call the police. Okay. How could you focus for 45 minutes being drunk like that? I'd I'd like be like, ooh, shiny, I'm gonna go over there. (laughs) There's a lot of different types of drunks, Andrea. Yeah, I was gonna say, Andrea, (laughs) you, you don't seem like a mean drunk, so I feel like you're probably safe. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're gonna leave that, at that. <laughs> um, so any final thoughts on black eyed children I I just am so curious maybe they're vampires I don't know I like the vampire alien theory because mm-hmm. they do need an invitation yeah like not necessarily an alien vampire but like either an alien or a vampire mm. I yeah. like the, the vampire like because you know there's like the argument because of the romance novels like can vampires like have babies do the nasty and yeah, yeah. well according to twilight <laughs> i'm just kidding so these are twi- this these are twilight babies oh my god bella and edward what have you done <laughs> yeah. no i should she- i shouldn't badmouth twilight i have not seen nor read it so it was it's this is a very random off topic story but i had a work meeting today and uh one of the we were like supposed to go around and say like something we did that was intellectual. I don't know. It was a whole thing. We were meeting new people. It's fine. Um, and like this lady was like, well, I haven't read any like really good books lately, but I read this, like, I'm just going to be honest. I read a vampire book and, she's, and I was like, Oh, what's it called? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so I was like, get it girl. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Honestly, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, gotta love a trashy vampire I mean yeah I'm here for it (laughs) I accidentally bought a Stephanie Meyer book at the airport one time called The Host oh yeah I've read that book it's okay Um, I read what I read on the plane and I sat it down and I never picked it back up I think I I read that too but I can't remember I mean I read all the Twilight books so I mean I did too (laughs) (laughs) why do you think I knew Bella and Edward (laughs) I read them all whatever yeah It was a part of my life, and we're (laughs) over that now. And that's yeah, we've moved past it. (laughs) Um, I also purchased. Here you go. I'm going to tell you my embarrassing story. This is like we're getting off topic of black-eyed children, but that's okay. Um, I also purchased a Cullen wristband, like the leather wristband that they had, the giant <laughs> metal freaking, it was hideous. No. And I wore it to high school, like, all every day. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, but I can just it's, see it. I will send you a picture of it. It's a large black leather cuff with, like, a metal their little like symbol on it it's like oh ridiculous. my gosh it's just like twilight swag right twilight yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just sitting here not being judgy 
at all. I know hey, it took Andrea's two. over here like I'd be a cannibal, and then I'm getting judged for having a <laughs> Okay, but I have a I have a good reason for this. Like Twilight people ruined Comic Con, so Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean thing. I to be fair, I don't really consider myself that much of a Twilight person. Like, I know that makes me sound like I was, but, like, I was not, like, freaking... I never went to, like, a midnight release. I never, like... (laughs) I didn't didn't either. Like, it's just... I don't know. I just really liked the bracelet, if I'm being honest with you. I had questionable style. Let's just be honest. Um, I didn't do so. Who didn't in high school? Let's be real. Okay, so it's trying to be kind of, like, a slur. No, I don't think anybody (laughs) cares about it. I, I... Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, like, literally, when they went to San Diego Comic-Con, like, the crowd wasn't, like, you know, because we nerds are, like, passionate anyway. Um, but, like, somebody got stabbed over a seat with a pen, like, in Hall H. It was a mess. And yeah, we were, like, sorry, what? Intense. Don't, yeah, like, you should Google it. And, like, Twilight, like, they ruined Comic-Con. That's ridiculous. Hey, <laughs> I, I think I found your wrist cuff, Liz. You can oh, sell God. it. You can sell it on Amazon for $99 if you still have it. Oh, oh shit! I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Never throw anything away. I know, right? Fandom related, anyway. So, speaking of fandoms, what are you guys digging this week? Um. Okay, so I have to put a little plug in here for something that everyone probably already knows about, but I don't care. And that is Resident Evil 8. It was a delight, and I had such a good time playing it. I want to play it. I haven't bought it yet. I'm glad and... because I haven't played anything since the original. Do I need to, like, at least I would watch say, some videos to catch up? I would say uh, watch a playthrough of 7. Okay. Because I think that, I mean, the, if you want to know the whole story. If you don't care, I will say that I don't think it, like... I don't think you won't understand eight. It's just that you won't care about the characters as much because, like, they have a lot more character building in seven. Like, with the because basically, like, it starts with you play as Ethan again, um, who you play as in in Resident Evil Seven, and Mia, which is Ethan's wife, um, in the first game. Like, they're together at the beginning of this game, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like and like everything, the trauma they went through during seven is talked about a lot in eight. And so, I don't know. I think it's, like, definitely connected. You don't have... But it's very loosely connected to the rest of the games. Like, they definitely bring in, like, the Umbrella Corporation and stuff. Like, you see some of that stuff. But it's not, like... Like, I don't know that much about Resident Evil. And I played 7 before 8 came out so that I could play 8 and understand the story. I like, like, more story-driven games. Those are the types of games I play. Yeah, I would say that's what this is. Like, I mean, they're... I eight definitely had a lot more action than seven did even um because i think they tried to pick up like a little bit more like shooting and stuff but i think if you play on easy mode which is what i do because i'm not that i i like a story of my video game i don't care about being really great at shooting things so yeah Yeah, i'm I'm, I'm terrible at it i know i'm terrible too blair always (laughs) like yelling at me like what are you doing So, but yeah, it was super fun. And like all the characters are really fun because there's like basically like four different like areas in the game. Um, And like, I'm already like, hey, Blair, uh, is this our Halloween costume? Yes. (laughs) I'm going to get some stilts. I'm going to get some stilts and be tall vampire lady. (laughs) I'm here for that. Oh, like the booby lady? Yeah. I was like, I already got the boobs. So, booby lady. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love, love it. it. Um, I, going back to the comic thing, have always been a huge fan of the, the comic Sweet Tooth. Yeah. And I just started the show. I'm only two episodes in, but I am loving it so far. Obviously, I don't know where what direction it's going to go yet, but I am just like... That and Why the Last Man are two of my all-time favorite comic books, and Why the Last Man is supposed to come out in September or August, I think. And I am just so hyped to get adaptations that seem to be well done of comics I love. Oh my gosh, Kaylee, I'm freaking out because I am on episode four, oh my God. and I've never read it, but DC just put out an omnibus, I yeah, believe, yesterday. Yeah, huge, yeah. Um, it's like 900 pages, but like yeah, out of yeah. these four episodes, I'm like, I have to buy this and read it now. Dude, I love that story so much. Yeah, Sweet Tooth is so fun. Yeah. I'm very emotionally invested. Yeah. I, I haven't watched the show yet, but I also love the comics and I'm excited to watch it. So yeah, I'm, I'm so far it. so good. Um, my favorite thing is like Jeff Lemire, I'm pretty sure posted on Instagram and he like posted like an email that said like, nobody is ever going to make a show about a dear child or something like it was like an email from someone that like was turning down his idea and i was like and then he's like and look where we are now number yeah. one on netflix like, oh that's amazing yeah and completely in character for um anyone that's ever been to my house um i want a funko pop line from this like mm, i yeah. need i'm funko sure pops of this i show. feel like probably that would happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go next. I uh, started reading this book called The Burning Girls. Um, it's by CJ Tudor, T-U-D-O-R. And it's about um, a priest who moves to a small town um, that's apparently haunted by these girls who were um, burned at the stake. And um, I'm not super far into it, but I mean, it's just like a quick little horror read. Um, I mean, it's pretty smooth. Uh, it's a page turner, but it's nothing like, I don't know if I, if I were in Liz's meeting, I don't know if I would mention it as like necessarily intellectual, but it's like a, <laughs> you know, just like a fun story and a spooky little horror novel. And uh, yeah. I had never heard of that author before. So I basically, it was one of those situations where I basically liked the cover. I judged it by its cover and cause it mm -hmm. had like a church that was just on fire. And then I read the back and I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll read it. So it's pretty good though. Nice. Mm -hmm. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, it does sound interesting. Okay, so mine is something I accidentally stumbled upon, um, and I believe it's only streaming on Arrow if you have a subscription. Um, they're doing a lot of free trials right now, and I like for anybody that like genre film, not just horror, they have a ton of good stuff. Um, so definitely check out Arrow, but um, it's called Crystal Eyes. And it was actually made in 2017. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought this was made in like 1980. It's mm. super old school, very, very much a vibe. Not everybody's gonna like this movie, um, but I just absolutely loved it and I want everybody to watch it. Awesome. Nice. Crystal Eyes. Yes. Crystal or it's Mirada de like, Cristal. I watched this movie. It's called it's, The Stylist. It's like yeah. pretty good. It's on Arrow. And it's on Arrow. That's why and I'm on Arrow. And the Blu-ray just came out. 
<clears throat> My Blu-ray yeah. is still in the UK and it's in customs right now. Oh. Why is it in customs? Because I ordered it off the Arrow website and I'm stupid and I bought it from the UK instead of over oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is it going to be the right format? Yeah, I, I emailed okay. them because I was like, hey, I don't have a region-free Blu-ray player. And they're like, no, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay. Okay, I yeah. have the message saved just in case. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like I got mine no problem. What is uh I know. Why I, is yours in custom? I wasn't paying attention. I should have saw like when I was checking out it was pounds. Mm -hmm. That should have been like a hey, <laughs> there's something here, but um all right. So if you like what you've heard, please join us next time. Um interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Black Magic Heaven. Be sure to use the hashtag BlackMagicHeaven and rate, review, and subscribe on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This concludes the gathering of the Black Magic Coven. Listening to a downright creepy original on the Crickets Podcast Network.